Happy New Year, everyone. Wow, I honestly never thought 2024 would be here so fast. Do you guys feel like the year flew by? Well, whether or not you feel ready for 2024, it is here. And this episode is going to be all about setting ambitious yet attainable resolutions and goals for your year in both your business and personal life. So stay tuned. Welcome to the Art of Intention podcast with Beth and Ayla, two best friends turned creative entrepreneurs. This is a place for us to discuss everything business, friendships, and faith, and occasionally more. We're so excited for today's episode. We think you're going to love it. Stay tuned. All right. So first up is a quick little community news segment. So there was a new government organization that was created in the United States uh, just about a month or so ago. It is the Federal Financial Crimes Enforcement Network. Love the sound of that, right? Yep. Well, the truth is, if you are an LLC starting January 1st of 2024, the U.S. government is going to be imposing a $500 fee per day every day that you are late and you don't file in time with this new government network. So basically... Yeah. So (laughs) obviously I am not super well versed in this. It's new. We're still figuring it out. But essentially, if you're an LLC, you're going to be getting a letter from the government, from this division, from this branch, and it's going to be telling you what to file and how to file and we need to file by. Within 90 days of getting that letter, if you have not done what it says, starting 90 days, you're going to be charged $500 per day up to $10,000 or two years in prison if you do not do that. So obviously super scary, not fun. We're here with you. We are just as nervous as you are hearing this right now if it's your first time, but don't worry. Honestly, we have no choice about this. You guys, just when the letter comes, just file, you know, fill it out. I think it's just basically you registering with them. They just want to know you exist. Probably very similar for when you had to register for an LLC in the first place. Yeah. Like just general information. Yeah. I'm guessing it's just general information about your business that you just have to submit now to this new group. Exactly. I believe so. And it, and I don't believe they're going to have you paying anything else. It's just the $500 is going to be if you don't you know, yeah. pay. So just get on that. We don't want to be stuck in uh, something like that. But yeah. Yeah. And we'll try to share if more resources come along between when we're recording this and when this actually goes into place. We'll do our best to keep our socials updated with that for right. you guys. When I get the letter myself, uh, assuming I get it soon, if I get it, <laughs> I will then, when we hop back on for another episode or on social media, I'll share what it says and what it's like if I have anything helpful to share. All right, everyone. Welcome back to The Art of Intention. I hope you all had an amazing Christmas if you celebrated it. Hope you just had rest, time with family, all the good things. Beth and I were able to take a massive break from podcasting and business. It was great. And we are just back and more ready than ever to just jump back into another year with you guys. So today is all about New Year's resolutions and goals for 2024. We're going to walk you through some common pitfalls that people can make when setting new resolutions, how to avoid them, and set goals that are actually achievable. And we'll also go into some of our own business and personal goals for this year. Also, as a special appearance today, this is going to be like a semi-guest episode because later on in the episode, we are featuring the return. If you listen to the podcast back in the OG days, you've had him as a guest before, but we are returning Beth's husband, Chad, to the podcast. He just accomplished something amazing in his own life, and we think it can tie in really well as we talk about achievements, goals, Um, resolutions, things like that. So we're going to share a little bit more about what this episode's about and what we want it to be. And then we're going to be welcoming Chad onto the podcast to kind of share something he's been up to recently that ties all in. So definitely stay tuned for that we have coming up. First, let's just talk a little bit about resolutions. Beth, what do you think about New Year's resolutions? Um, great question, actually, because I used to not be a fan. Fun little quick fact as we hop into this uh, episode. Before I was a business owner, I actually kind of thought they were dumb. It was a little bit dumb. Uh, I had the mindset that if you wanted to change something about yourself, you would just do it. You didn't need right. to wait until New Year's to turn into a resolution. And that combined with seeing the pattern of most people failing to complete them, like 91% of people fail to stick to their resolutions and mm-hmm. 43% of them don't even stick to them to the end of January. Like that means only 9%, you guys. of people complete and follow through on their resolutions. Wow. So I really look down on doing 
it and I didn't even try it. Like I just never, it was just not even something that passed my mind until someone mentioned it. But what changed was actually owning a business. As we have talked about many times before on the show, as a business owner, you naturally, or at least you should do some kind of assessment review of your business at the end of the year and you implement some changes at the beginning of the year, you know, all that good stuff. So, you know, we set up earning goals, saving goals, plan for purchasing new equipment, you know, all that stuff. So once I started doing that and of course seeing those things through to the end because it was my business and then of course seeing fantastic results, I saw New Year's in honestly a whole new light. Um, If we can approach resolutions as more of goal setting and planning and strategizing for our year rather than just a hope, you know, just a little resolution. I hope I do this. I think we're a lot more likely to succeed. But, you know, more on that later. Anyways. I love that. No, you you summed that up like perfectly so far and I can definitely understand that. I have 100% been there where I set a goal or a resolution and I don't even make it a week. I feel like especially in high school, I – was trying Mm -hmm. maybe to get into like fitness and literally I a lot of girls our age might relate but literally I would start the new year with like I'm gonna have a six-pack and then I'd go on Mm. the like Pinterest for like six-pack workouts and yeah not even make it a week like not even a week and some of that was like yeah I'd do crunches for a week and be like where's my six-pack and then I'd quit um literally so and I know I can get so discouraged by not following through on stuff so easily Mm -hmm. and I think you're totally right that business changed a lot of that um but yeah jumping back to what you said first off about yeah like I think obviously people should be aware that you shouldn't just take one day out of the year one month out of the year to decide if you want to change I think it is good to all always, especially with business, be growing and changing throughout the year. And I have made big changes in my life in like the middle of the year before. So of course, I think that is the common consensus to be willing to do that. However, last year going into 2023, Chris and I did have a big talk about our dreams for the upcoming year. And I say dreams very specifically because we just talked about life and what we actually hoped to achieve and actually get out of life. And it just kind of so happened we had this conversation in the new year, Um, 2022 was a really hard year for me for a lot of reasons and Mm. so I was out of the gym I felt disconnected from Chris because of a hard job that I was working I'm a big comfort eater so I like just was not paying attention to what I was eating what I was drinking or actually I was paying attention to it I just didn't care like I knew I was in a bit of a rut and I was like I'll fix this eventually and it just so happened that things kind of got better when the new year rolled around so we did talk and say like okay let's make this year kind of um a better one we it was that New Year's or roughly around New Year's, we just went on a walk and talked about our dreams and what we wanted to improve. So I decided trying to do my business full time, we decided to get more serious about our health and to get back into the gym. And you know what? It stuck. We did way better this year. Um, and part of it, what actually started was me going full time into my business, working from home. I was much more stagnant because most jobs I've had have kept me moving. So even if I'm not in the gym, I've been moving at least a little bit throughout the day, but suddenly having a desk job at home, I was like painfully aware that I wasn't like using my body throughout the day. And that was like, all right, if I'm doing editing full-time from home, I have to get into the gym Monday to Friday, like no excuses. Cause it sounds dark, but I was just kind of like aware of the deterioration of my body, <laughs> like right. a sitting, cause I'm a very active person. So yeah. That was a good reason. And like I said, we generally stuck to it. Now, I'll be honest, it was about March before our changes took place when we really like got a good schedule with our eating and fitness. And we kind of tried a bunch of things before that. Chris and I have tried over and over to like lock down on our eating and it always changes. We love food. I love food. I love going out for food. (laughs) I like you know, all of that stuff. So it's hard sometimes, but it was about March before we found a good, a good system and then we kept it. So our dreams took time to like find a good system for it and that's okay. Uh, yeah. But it's been my best year overall of health, fitness, health, fitness, and business. So wow. overall, I think it's easy for people to refuse to make New Year's resolutions because they are in the mindset you can grow and change anytime. But I also think there's something really powerful mentally that comes along with the new slate of a new year. And you're right, Beth. Naturally, you are looking at your business anyway. And if you own your own business, that is going to change your life too. So there is power that comes behind 
a new year, I think. So that was on the more personal side of things for me when it comes to the new year. But I think it's just a great time overall to step back and make any changes to your business because also this actual time of year is slower for most people. So you just have the time to do that as well. Um, This is a quick side note, but I actually always pray and ask God for a word for my new year. Um, Not quite a Bible verse while that is a good idea too, but I just think of like, I try to ask for like a word or a saying that can just be in my mind throughout the year. And so last year it was um, content in all seasons. So that's just something I keep in my mind. And usually it's something I need to be working on. Usually whatever Mm. the word is, it's like something that I, that I want to improve. So I haven't asked about this year yet, so I'll find that one out. But um, that is something I kind of do to figure out where my headspace should be. Cause I think um, 2021 was a lot of hoping for what's next and planning for what's next and like what's next what's next yeah. and God was really like hey like slow down be present be content in all seasons so we'll find out um what what to work on next year whenever I talk to him about that <laughs> yeah oh my gosh I absolutely love that I actually think that that's something um that I think you have mentioned that to me before that you do that at the beginning of the year that's really inspiring and I love that I want to do yeah. better about doing that as well um so great Okay, so moving on to uh, – we're going to talk about – before we really get into some more of this, we want to talk about the common pitfalls of re- resolutions. We think that's yeah. really important. Uh, one of the reasons that Ayla and I feel like our resolutions have started working really well is because we know what makes them not work. So right. we're just going to go through a list of the common uh, reasons they fail. Uh, so this isn't talked about a lot, but starting out with number one, making resolutions you don't really want. Totally. So, like just making it for the sake of making resolution. You're going around in a group and you have to say something, so you say it and there you go. That's your resolution. Or you feel like you have to make one, so you just make whatever comes to your head. This is why business resolutions worked so great for me. I really had a lot of drive for my business to succeed. So if I made a goal for it, it was something that I really, really had my heart set on. Um, If you just make resolutions just to make them, you're going to have a hard time with motivation. And we're going to talk a lot more about this. So Ayla, why don't you go ahead and move into the next one? Because I think it's all just going to start tying together anyways. Yeah, totally. And that's such a real one too, like making ones you don't really want. I feel like fitness is the number one. People are always like, I'll go to the gym. And you don't have to make yes. that resolution if you don't want to. Like you you actually yeah. don't because then you're not setting yourself up. If you want to and that's serious in your life, then, you know, definitely take the steps. But if you feel like you should because everybody else is, it's a pretty good guarantee you might go to the gym one time and then never again. And you're not bad or wrong yes. for doing that. It just means that that wasn't actually your goal for this year. Yes. So that's number one. The next one that that like Beth said really goes along with that is trying to make too many resolutions and this can definitely come with making ones that you don't actually want is making too many another one of the biggest pitfalls of resolutions is setting too many and if you have a list of 10 things that you want to change about yourself I can promise you you're probably making it too hard on yourself and you're less likely to complete all of them yeah absolutely Such a good point. Okay, next one is when your resolutions or resolution is too general. This is one of the most common pitfalls Mm -hmm. that happen to people. So like, for example, eat healthier, or like you said, Ayla, go to the gym more. Um, We're goal-oriented as humans. And when the end goal is a gray area, wow, are we going to have a hard time deciphering when we are succeeding or failing? And our brains, they just don't like that. It leads to giving up. Mm -hmm. With the example of eating healthy, think of it this way. What is healthy eating? Some people think of it as having a little bit of every food category every day. Some people think it's going all organic. Others think it means you cut out all wheat, sugar, dairy, non-GMO, you know, stuff like that, prepackaged foods. If you're suddenly feeling like now you have to dive into hundreds of hours of unexpected research just to determine what healthy is before you even start, you're going to be less likely to follow through on your resolution. As sad as that is, that's just a reality. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think I'll talk more about like that one specifically with like resolutions coming up here. But anyway, um, along with those, just remember every single human is very highly motivated by small successes. It's why we like our checklists or maybe you're not like that, but I think generally most people, we like our checklists. Every time you check a task off your to-do list, that's a small success that motivates you to do the next one. So if we don't set achievable goals and have plans to complete them, we're going to have more mini failures than mini successes. And that will totally kill our motivation. 
Wow, exactly. That's so absolutely right, Ayla. And that actually leads us right into talking about how we can set up achievable goals and resolutions. So you want to make sure that you have a plan that ensures you will have more mini successes than chances for mini failures. So um, that's really going to be my first tip is create a specific plan that goes with your resolution. Um, this is also why we kind of talk about not overwhelming yourself with too many resolutions because if you really want them to stick, you can't do this for 10 resolutions usually. Yeah. I mean, a few, yeah, but like, you know, the less the better. Uh, So create a plan that goes with your resolution. Be specific. Use a calendar, set dates, set times, write down specific numbers. Don't leave gray areas that future you has to take care of. Yes, that's perfect. Maybe you can tell, but like we said, at RU, pick one main resolution and make it a good one. Maybe one to three if you absolutely are like brimming with inspiration, but one to three. And I'll say right now, like I said last year, how Chris set Chris and I set some dreams that we actually stuck to. It was because there was a few big changes that we knew we wanted to make. They centered around, yeah, our health, our fitness, and our finances. And it wasn't like, oh, we got to be better about this. It was like we were annoyed at being annoyed at our finances. Um, (laughs) Not like we were in a bad place, but we were just like, you get annoyed worrying about money. So we were like, okay, you know what? This year – and it's not just like let's be better about money because like – we could yeah. say, let's be better about money. And then Chris can say, hey, do you want to go get chicken nuggets? And I'll be like, yep, for sure. Yes. But it's exactly. actually, we set we set little goals like we only eat out on Friday night. And we actually Boom. make ourselves eat out Friday night because we know like that's our treat. That's our Friday night. And it's little things like that. Because wow. then the answer on Wednesday, hey, do you want to go get some food? Well, no, it's not Friday night. And yes. I'm not saying we've been fully perfect on that every single week. We're still people. But generally, that was a goal that we could hit. We yes. only get pizza on Friday nights. We only go out Friday yes. nights. We um like uh, And we stopped like drinking throughout the week too. Not like it was a uh-huh. lot, but we said like we can get a six pack and we can eat out on Friday night because that helped yeah. control our finances and our health. Like it all came out yeah. in like one rule that helped a lot. We go to the gym a minimum of three times a week. Wow. We set numbers. Uh, yes, and again, oh life's life. I'm not saying that happened every week, but we did like actually really well, probably 90% of this year on that because we actually gave ourselves numbers. It wasn't just like try harder yeah. at the gym. It was minimum three times a week. If you hit three, then there's room, there's wiggle room for the rest of the week because we hit our minimum goal. So pick one. And yeah, those were like our main one. So pick one, maybe to three and make it a good one. Make sure it's one you really want and that you're sure you're going to center your life around. Ask yourself if it wasn't New Year's, is this something I would pursue anyway? For Chris and I, absolutely. There were changes we needed to make happened to be around that time and know your why behind a resolution. Exactly. That's literally exactly what we're talking about. What what I was saying, that was the perfect example. I love that. Um, And then I think that something that can help too is working backwards from your end goal. So if you want to get more in shape and Ayla, I bet you can kind of give some good insight to this. Like if you want to, you know, if you have a fitness goal or if you have like a certain amount of money you want to make by the end of the year, start with that end goal and work your way backwards to see how much you'll have to do each month and then consequently how much each day to make that happen. Success happens through small daily marathons. Like what don't people say like success is a marathon, not a sprint. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. I love that. And I love that too of like, okay, what's your end goal? And of course, why? So I know we keep coming back to fitness because that's a big one, but say you you want to lose, you know, 20 pounds by the end of the year. First off, why? Why do you want to do that? Sometimes <laughs> it's a very serious yeah. choice you might actually need to make for yourself and that's a good thing. But again, it did your did your cousin Mary lose 20 pounds and you're jealous of her for doing that mm-hmm. and you feel like you have to, but Maybe that it's not good for your body to actually do that. So first off, decide yeah. your why. Decide if that's a good achievable goal. If so, okay, well, how can I start? It probably starts with, yeah, diet, fitness. But what does that look like for me? Fitness yeah. also, oh my gosh, I – you're right, Beth. I really could go off on this one. I know. And, um, I, I think we do have plans to talk about this more because it's become so important to me. But fitness, what does that mean to go to the gym? What are you going to go there and do? Does that mean you're going to go there and run? Does that mean you're going to go there and do weights? Does that mean you're going to get more into like stretching, Pilates? What does that look like for you? Because it's going to look different on every 
single person. I am not a mm-hmm. cardio person. I probably should be because it is good for your mm-hmm. heart, but like running anything that <laughs> feels hard, I do not want to do it. But I learned that I really liked going and doing weights, which I never would have guessed yes. about myself. So it takes some trial and error and some learning about yourself with everything. Do you want to make more money mm-hmm. in your business by the end of the year? Do you want to make, you know, I want to make 10K more than I made last year. Okay, well, what did I do well this year that really started boosting my numbers? How can I either do more of that or do something similar? Should I start more streams of income? That making more is going to look different for each business. Yes. So it might be it might be a couple months into the year before you realize what that looks like for you. And that's okay. But where's the starting point and what's the steps? What are the yeah exactly. little marathons that Beth said? All right. And now we're going to welcome Chad onto the podcast. We're super excited to talk to him about the marathon that he just ran. So Chad just completed a marathon. That's 26.2 miles. um, And he is going to tell us all about that. Chad, welcome back. Hi. By popular demand of Beth and I. Of us. He's back. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So Chad, go ahead and give us some context. Tell us a little bit about your day yesterday. By the way, everybody, this was yesterday. Chad ran this marathon and he's here hanging out with us. So thank you, Chad. So yeah, just tell us a little bit about maybe what it was for and like the distance. Just tell us about it a little bit. It's the Honolulu Marathon, uh, 26.2 miles. Cool. So was there anything, have you ever run a marathon before, I guess? No, I ran cross country uh, all through elementary school, and uh, I started running earlier in the year, just running home from work and then running a few times a week uh, just to stay in shape. And last year, somehow, Bethany and I missed the marathon completely. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. we run by our house in the marathon. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, we didn't even see anyone running. We didn't see anything. So once I saw that, it's like, just right, it's where I run normally is the whole part of the track or the part of the course, I was like, oh, I'll, I'll sign up. I'll do it and I'll train for it. Awesome. Oh, that's so cool. So what did you do, I guess, what did you do to prepare for the marathon? Like once you decided to do it, I'm guessing you probably, I mean, I'll let you get into it, but you probably had to like change eating, do your research. So what did that process look like? How did you prepare? So prior to like signing up for the marathon, I would just run, you know, three to four miles, three or four times a week. But, Already uh, admirable. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but once I signed up for the marathon, I realized I had to start working up to longer distances. So mm-hmm. I'd run two or three times a week. And then Fridays, I would run, you know, 10, 13, 15 miles. Jeez. Uh, and then recover Saturday, Sunday. And then a couple weeks before the marathon, I ran a full 20, not quite the full marathon length, but 20 miles wow. just to see. I figured I could do the last 6.2, you know, just to be sure I could do <laughs> If the I could run 20, what's another? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, did you change, like, eating, anything change about that in general or just a couple days before? In general, didn't really change anything, but definitely changed, like, the day before carb loading for each Friday because the, the longer runs were good to, like, work on nutrition, make sure, mm-hmm. like, nothing was going to give me a stomach ache. Right. And something that I didn't prepare for prior to like signing up for the marathon was like mid run fuel. Cause like you mm. can't just run 20 miles. You have to eat while you're Something. running. Huh? So like just picking, picking what I could run on, like what kind of food, what wouldn't give me a stomach ache. Mm. Um, Lots of research. Yeah. And also just researching the route too, right? Oh yeah. Finding the, like, luckily a lot of what I ran in training was the route of the marathon. Other than oh, running okay. all the way out to Hawaii. Totally, yeah. So you can be like prepared for like what to expect and stuff. Definitely. Okay. So one of the questions we had for you was, um, did you have to do any uh, like mindset changes to push through the marathon? Like how important do you think mindset is? And I guess also like what is the mindset you need to have to do something like this? Yeah. Mindset change mid-marathon. So like I had to set a goal pace of 10 minutes a mile for the marathon oh and I stuck with it up to about mile 20 and I was like, Oh, I'm a little bit ahead of my pace. I can walk a little bit and like just mm-hmm. recover and then get the last 6.2 miles done. And so I walked and I went to start up again and I started cramping up super bad. Mm. So the, like, it's easy to slow down and I thought it'd be just as easy, you know, to get right back up to running, especially after a little break. But 
my muscles just were not ready to to start up at that same pace. So I had to slowly ease back into a faster pace and that really slowed me down on my final time. So I wasn't able to get the 10 minute a mile goal, but I still stayed under five hours. Under Oh, wow. Under five hours total. That's crazy. That was definitely my yeah. fastest mile in high school was 10 minutes. And then it's almost yeah, right. like that break almost was like less worth it. It might have almost been good to just, just go and see how long you could right. go, I suppose. Yeah. Well, and then also, so with that, like how important, like I was saying, how important do you think mindset is? And like what mindset do you need to have? Well, I think it was important mindset as in, are you talking about as in once you're in the marathon mindset or – like both. I'm just curious because this is such a big task and um, how, yeah, like in general, like mindset, how important do you think mindset is? Mindset for completing something like this. Like people always say, is it just all physical or is some of it mental? Just anything big like this in life. I think a lot of things that people wonder is like, how much does mindset play into it and how much of it is just pure physical, like raw fitness? Yeah. How much does mindset help you and what kind of mindset helps you? I think in terms of finishing like I don't want to say oh you have to have like a oh I'm going to hit my pace goals and complete it no matter what because you saw those people like laying on the side being helped by EMTs because you know you knew they stuck way harder than they should have to their pace goals and they just couldn't make it because you have to have a I'm going to finish but that may be a slower than I wanted to pace yeah Hmm. okay I like that. So kind of like your priorities almost shift. Like mindset, it sounds like more like priority of mindset or mindset is like your priorities changing, like safety over competition. Well, and like what Beth and I talked about earlier in this episode before we brought you on was like, it's important to set goals, but you still want those goals to be attainable. So speaking in life, some people might have the mindset of like, oh, I want to lose 100 pounds by the end of the year. But is that attainable? Similar bringing it back to like marathon, you could have the goal of like, oh, I want a seven minute mile the entire time. (laughs) Is that attainable? Probably not. Is the goal of finishing attainable? Yes, it is. And then like shifting your goals from there is probably something important to establish early on. So to kind of bring it with like what you did yesterday, I know it probably wasn't a New Year's resolution, but how did you how did you approach this goal in a way that actually lets you follow it through? Because there's a lot of people, definitely myself included, who have set goals during New Year's that just never go anywhere. People actually don't even make it the first week. They don't even make it like a day with their new resolution. And I think it's important in life to learn from our experience and a time when a goal was followed through. So this marathon, that was obviously a goal for you. Was there a way you approached it that actually let you complete it, follow through and like not give up? Yeah, I think first and most importantly, like it wasn't a huge change. I didn't make a huge change like right away. I just initially, you know, I was already running. And so then I started running a little more and then I started implementing longer runs and those longer runs got a little bit longer until, Mm -hmm. you know, it culminated in the marathon. I think a lot of people start their New Year's resolutions just from zero to 100 And that leads to burnout really quick instead of maybe slowly and gradually leading into their eventual, like the eventual spot they want to be for their resolution. I had some friends that were training for this same marathon and they either held to a training regimen that was too intense or they went too hard on their pre-marathon long runs and they ended up getting injuries. So by gradually uh, leading up to the training and leading into the marathon distance, I was able to avoid like any stress fractures or any uh, any damage from long any long term damage, and I was able to complete the marathon. That's, that's actually a crazy point too, because that's one of the things we talked about was like not like you don't want to set high goals, but yeah, zero to a hundred. Like you can't you I mean maybe you can, but generally you can't just wake up and run twenty six miles one day if you've never done that before. So like build up putting the work in. That's actually that's a great point. I loved that. I think that was all. I am so grateful, Chad, for you coming on. Thank you for joining us on the show and sharing this awesome achievement with us. Like we said, we think it's important to learn from people and experiences that do go well, that were big ambitious goals that were followed through on. So we appreciate you sharing your wisdom uh, with us. Yeah. Thanks for having me.
yeah thanks again to chad so much for coming on that was actually so cool to hear because even though like it wasn't a personal new year's resolution for him yet to do that it's still the same idea as far as goal setting working up to a new goal not just expecting so much of yourself right off the bat take time put in the work you need to do and like we said before he came on a lot of changes a lot of mini marathons not just sprinting all the time so with that, Beth and I are going to exactly. hop into a few of our own resolutions for the upcoming year so you can get an idea of how we plan to put some of these into action. And we split this into business and personal because um, they can be kind of different, but also like because we each run our own businesses, one will affect the other. But yeah, we just have a few business and personal goals that we have for the new year. So let's head over to that. All right. So I guess I will start kicking it off with mine. So just real quick on mine, a couple of my business-related goals. Uh, one, I am looking into doing a website rebrand, um, which would be like huge overhaul of everything. I do refresh my website and Ayla, I think you're pretty similar with this pretty much every year, yeah. um, but I'm still deciding if I'm going to do a full-on rebrand or not. There's a couple of things that I still have to come together for that. So that's like the main one I'm looking at possibly setting. The other one, I'm actually hoping that in next year, I can do a full social media handover, which would basically Ooh, mean nice. that I am completely hands off of social media. I love social media. I've never, honestly, like no real complaints about it. It's a lot of work, you know, but I've always loved it. I've always wanted to be the one in control of my social media. But over the years, I've learned that I just really need to have my hands more just involved in simply the client communication, the photo mm -hmm. shoots, and other things that I want to expand on in my business, um, which I guess I'm also coming up onto right now as one of my goals. But um, yeah, it would be nice to have my Instagram 100% taken care of by someone that's not me yeah. and then also some other social media platforms. So I don't know if that one's going to be achievable. Again, like right. Ayla and I have been talking about through this episode, when you set a goal, you got to sit down and make sure you can achieve it. So still going to look into that one. Another one is a secret. I actually am not going to share anything about it, but I do have a big goal, something that is new. I will say I've never done it before. It's a project. And I'm really excited about it. And I thought originally when I looked into it, it was going to take me like a couple of weeks to do. Turns out it's actually going to be many months. Mm. <laughs> so we'll see. That's one of my big business goals for that. Ooh, exciting. I can't wait. <laughs> Beth and I are going to hop off the call and then she's definitely going to tell me everything. <laughs> no, just kidding. That's for awesome. Sure. And I think I think those are somewhat attainable. And even if you don't get to like all three or you get to two out of the three or whatever, like I think those are those are good to, to like have in place. And they make sense for you. Like me knowing you, that makes sense right. for like a good next like step. So yeah, with me, man, I definitely have some business goals for this year. Um, I think my main goal – Overall, this is this is my goal every year, so I'm trying to figure out how to make it happen, but I want to have a better busy season. It's happened to me three years in a row now yeah. where I just – I get way too overwhelmed, and I'm trying to find the balance of like I do like work, and I actually don't mind long work days, and I don't mind being up early for a certain amount in the year and like tackling yeah. all this. Like it, a lot of it is fun for me most of the time, but it just does get to where the end I – I'm a lot more stressed. I'm a lot more snappy. I have a lot more nose to the people around me because of work. Yeah. No, I have to work. Like, no, I have to work. And I think there is a degree of that. You're a business owner. You can't just like be off like doing things all the time. But yeah. I just – I wish I had a few more – I don't know. I wish I could be a little bit more relaxed through my busy season. And I do want to get yeah. away from some of the 17-hour work days that I have because of it. Yes. Um, I don't love that I have to miss, yeah, like some quality time with my husband and, and all of that I generally know what steps I need to take to help correct that. And one of them, this is tricky because one of them is the fact that I've usually also been working some kind of part-time job while busy season is around. And I know yes. for sure that's me taking on too much too fast. And I'm at this place where it doesn't necessarily mean I want to eliminate that part of my life either because that is something else that's important to me. But it's just I think I have to be more assertive when it comes to my time and set clear boundaries on what I can be available for. I have the right. option with this part-time job to say, hey, for these months, I can't be here as much and I have that freedom. Right. But I don't always. I think I just like I'm a people pleaser. So it's like, oh, like, hey, we need you. Can you like blah, blah, blah. And there was a point in October where I was working four days a week and handling busy season. And that was just yeah, too that's crazy. much. So it doesn't mean I have to quit my part-time job, but set more attainable hours of, hey, I can actually only 
do this many days or this many shifts a month actually when I'm busy right. and just kind of so I've talked with Chris about it about um kind of letting those employers who are also kind of friends of mine know that more ahead of time because like I knew busy season was coming it's my third one it's not a surprise to me anymore like my first year it was a big fat surprise I did not know that like (laughs) fall was that time whatever I had inquiries out the butt and I was like oh I'm such a good business owner (laughs) no it was just busy season and people were desperate but anyway I know it's coming and I still let it like sneak up on me this year I still thought like four days of working outside and that we're gonna work because it worked for me last year because I had half the amount of clients right so it's just like now I'm knowing that I need to make anyway um sorry I went off on that one a bit so like I know the steps that have to be taken it's just some like boundary setting which is harder for me to do so that's like a more personal thing too and not like I have to fight with anybody about it my employers are super understanding of uh, my business and what I do so it's just like actually giving them having the foresight to like yeah make my busy season easier on me um my next business goal is also a semi-secret um not that big of a deal (laughs) it's just some client privacy behind it but I want to do some research into what it looks like to bring on an associate editor and possibly start taking on much much more work through associate editing I have no clue what it looks like or how to start um but lots of people do it there's lots of people who hire associate editors um, yeah. And I'm getting to a point in my business where I think that might be a good fit. So I'm going to start looking awesome. into that, I think, is my other one. And then my only other main business goal, and this will sound small, but it's definitely attainable for me. It's that the um, the creator of the original course that I took for editing has created a new version of the course. And once you purchase her course, you have lifetime access to it. So I can see her revamped version. She really listened to a lot of student feedback and added a lot of things that um, just a lot of new content. And um, yeah, again, I'm going to keep a lot of a secret because if you're a photo editor, you can look into it and know about it. But it's stuff that I still have yet to learn. So I kind of during my slow season this year, it's my goal to kind of go back into student mode and study some of her new content, make any changes that are probably necessary to my business through that. And there's actually just some things for me to actually straight up learn new for the first time in there. So um, oh, wow. I said it's easy for me in my slow season to be like, oh, okay, I'm not busy. I'm going to do anything else. So I think it'll be a bit of a challenge to like motivate because I don't have to do that to keep running my business, but I think it'll benefit me a lot in the long run. So yeah, basically get back into um, the learning aspect of the business a little bit more is like my other my other business goal. So that is awesome. I love that. I think those all sound great. I think I can handle all three of those. Yeah. I think. I want to actually right. do it. So. Love it. That's awesome. And that's what this time is for, seeing if we can do those. We're about to go sit down and make our plans for those in the next couple months. Yeah. So that's awesome. So exciting. So Beth, jumping into like personal goals, mm-hmm. I know like business affects personal, but is there anything that you as a person are just hoping to to do that's new this year? Yeah. Oh, not exactly super new, but kind of something to get back to. Yeah. I want to get back to going to the gym. Not only am I inspired mm-hmm. by you, Ayla, You're always (laughs) at the gym and always talking about how much you love it and how much it benefits you. Um, I used to go to the gym about once to twice a week. I'd go every Tuesday or Tuesday, Thursday, like junior and senior year of high school. And I loved it. And I definitely have noticed a change in obviously my physical body since not going to the gym anymore. And I miss that. Um, And I remember how much I loved it. Being where we are in a city, all the gyms are so packed and I'm just so intimidated. I absolutely hate that. Like I'm I'm not as shy as I used to be, but I absolutely despise walking into a gym to work mm-hmm. out where there is just like 500 people. And it was the same way in college. One of the reasons I didn't go a lot in college was because you walk in and it's like every single person at Chico State is in this gym right, right now. And mm-hmm. it was so scary. And I got better about it and I started going a little bit, but it's just, you know, it's just difficult. So one of my personal goals, probably my main personal resolution is to get back to going to the gym or at the very least, um, get into some more regular, vigorous workouts. Um, we did a lot of diving this year. Um, yeah, that was great. But again, I just, I kind of miss like weightlifting, like you said, Ayla, it's so fun and some like physical goals with that. So, um, hopefully that'll be something that I see as a big change this upcoming year. So yeah, I have some plans to make that my like Michael. Oh, so why we need to live in the same freaking city because I, I would just go with you and Dude, I, that'd be a it dream. would just be fine because I used to be 
And Beth and I have talked about this is probably a sneak peek into a future episode coming up soon here because I have so many thoughts on it. But I used to be the same way. The gym terrified me. I was like, he will not catch me dead here. It's so scary. And I went through a time where I was so scary of like scared of like men specifically in the gym. I was so ready to be like, they're going to hate me. They're going to think I'm stupid. They're going to think literally zero issue well okay I had one issue but that was like a special case but like literally no Mm -hmm. issues most people who you're so scared of in the gym like the big strong dudes are going to be the nicest people in there they're going to be willing to help you figure stuff Mm -hmm. out anyway I just like that was a huge huge hurdle for me to get over and I'm so glad I did because I'll let myself I'll let social anxiety cut out so much joy that I could probably have and that was just one aspect but I think it's because I got to go with Chris if I went alone, it right. never would have happened. So going alone right. is hard because Chris was kind of like my personal trainer. Like he knew the machines. He knew how to create a workout regimen. Like he knew all that stuff. That's awesome. So I was able to just get them from somebody I knew. So I like I swear if we were in the same city and we got to just go we, and just dominate, it would be – We would be gym buddies, man. We would literally oh be gym buddies gosh. and we would probably go every day. Like oh, I, I literally so. don't see how that wouldn't happen. I yeah. I really I, – I, it's like you can't miss something you never had, but something in me misses that. Like I need that so bad. Yeah. So but, anyway, one anyway, day. But yeah. So Anyways, what about you, Ayla? I'm excited to hear yours. Well, yeah. So like I said, honestly, some of my resolutions for this year are very similar to last year and then just changing the consistency. So like I I said, 2023 was Chris and I's best year so far of watching our health and being in the gym. But unfortunately, because of said business resolution, that took a nosedive for me during busy season. I've hardly been in there for all of October, November. And honestly, it really sucks to lose some of that progress. And I'm trying not to beat myself up over it. I can easily, I don't know, get down on myself for that. But like, Stuff like that, big changes like that aren't linear. It doesn't always just go up and get better and better and better. Sometimes you're doing great and then sometimes it's just – and you know what? I figured out it was honestly easier for me during busy season to lose some of that routine and not work Mm. so hard to maintain it. Like it was actually easier to just let it go and then to be like no I still have to make it to the gym at seven and I'm Mm -hmm. drowning and I have 10 catalogs stacked up to do but I'm going to make it to the gym. Like it was just easier to be like you know what? I'm going to work. The gym will be there waiting for me and that's okay. And that was way easier for me mentally to do. So I'm trying not to beat myself up. But anyway, it's easy for me to feel down in the dumps, but I'm trying to turn that into motivation to do better this year. So this year, my goal is to do exactly what we did a majority of last year, but to keep up the consistency and not lose it in busy season through the steps, like I said before, making more time in other aspects and being more flexible with doing stuff at home. If I don't make it to the gym, I'm very much like it's either the gym or nothing, but um, there's lots of options for what I could do at home. If I don't make it out there, we literally have a gym in our building. So like my excuses are few okay, for, <laughs> for awesome. missing out. Like, Wait, is that or the gym in you our- go to? Sorry. No, we go to okay. like a, like a commercial gym, but nice. we have, cause like usually apartment gyms aren't, um, going to have the same resources, which is okay. But yeah, I just don't want to make as many excuses. And one thing I wanted to touch on was Chris and I, I haven't told you this. Maybe I've told you this, Beth. I can't remember because I don't talk about it very much, but around April of last year or April of 2023, this most recent year, Chris and I started doing the carnivore diet. Oh, no, I didn't know that. I don't talk about it a lot because the minute you tell people you're doing it and then yeah. they see you eating bread, they're going to be like, that's not carnivore. And it, anyway, <laughs> we we did carnivore pretty strictly for about three weeks. And then after that, we moved to what we call modified, which was like 90% meat and eggs diet. And we did yeah. that for about six and a half months straight. Oh, and wow. again, that's what took a nosedive during busy season because – I just it was just easier to eat what I wanted to eat and just like pick up fast food instead. So I kind of want to like back to back January to December do that consistently because like I'll talk about it some other time. Carnivore diet, yeah, or like like our version of modified. Um, and I won't like bore people with the details, but like very strict carnivore didn't work perfectly for me. It just made me thirsty right. all the time because there's like zero yeah. carbs in that diet and it just made yeah. me super thirsty. So adding just like a little bit of carb here and there and that's helpful for when you're going to the gym too. So like 85 to 90% like all meat and all made at home and like whole food um, it made me feel the best I've ever felt. So anyway, I just, um, if I can as best, as best as possible, again, that does sound slightly unattainable to me, like January to December. So I'm giving myself some grace 
for that to not always be perfect because Chris and I do still do like our eating out Friday and that we get to eat what yeah. we want. So that's what I mean. It's not perfect. But anyway, just more consistency and not just disregarding it because times get stressful. Right. Because it'll be like things are stressful. I'm going to go get ice cream, you know, and it's like yeah, still allowing myself little treats but not just giving up when things are hard. So anyway, exactly. that's one. So, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to totally random question. Does that, I haven't looked into the carnivore diet much. Does that include no vegetables or is it just that you're cutting? Like, what do you cut out? Like what, so when you say 90%. So strict carnivore, if you look up the carnivore diet, what people are going to be doing is red meat, eggs, and animal fat. So zero vegetables. Yeah. And then the next level of that is adding like poultry, basically. Interesting. And dairy is like the next one, like a little bit of cheese and like heavy cream. What Chris and I do is, um, yeah, like red meat, fish, chicken, eggs, cooking with animal fat and not seed oils. Yeah. And then um, we do add vegetables to it. Oh, good. And by vegetables, I kind of just mean like onion and mushrooms just because like right. Chris isn't a big vegetable eater. So that's just kind of what we add anyway. I like fruit, so I will add fruit. Like avocado is a good one because it's a good healthy fat and a lot of people on carnivore will kind of use avocado for a bit of green, good healthy fat. I'll add some fruit because I just like fruit. And again, we're also maintaining like a gym diet, so it's easy for us to make like a protein smoothie at the end of the day. So we still use like protein powder, um, things in smoothies. So it kind of goes to more of like a whole food, just getting away from process. Like our shopping on carnivore is like the meat dairy section and produce and then we don't touch any other packaged and stuff. aisle yeah and chris dropped 20 pounds in like a month right with that and yeah. then i think oh, i dropped like 10 20? and then i plateaued because it all became muscle like my muscle growth was insane because right. yeah. you're just eating like the hefty too. protein so but yeah so that's why we say modified because some people yeah, do great with just changes. like red meat and eggs but yeah. again it's one of those things if that's not attainable for you you're gonna quit right. and so that's some that's yeah. something where I would literally have a whole episode love talking about that because yes. obviously I, I love talking about this kind of thing because sometimes too though like a lot of times people will make a change like to their diet like that like you went on the carnivore diet and like you saw Chris lose tons of you know weight and you too and sometimes you, like it's just interesting to look back and see like what changed because sometimes what it is is people they'll lose weight because of what they cut out and not necessarily mm-hmm. like what they added and like I don't know it's just yeah. so it's just interesting and like I, are you guys, do you think you'll experiment with other things too, or are you just, you want to do like the whole year of that? I think just carnivore. Cause honestly we've done clean eating. Like we've done like more of a gym diet, uh, mm-hmm. counting calories, counting our macros, um, chicken and rice for dinner, like, you know, beef and veggie bowls for dinner, oatmeal for breakfast. Like we've done general clean eating and right. we both kind of end up giving up, um, Chris has tried like meatless one day a week. We give up on that. Like we both tried quite a few things and carnivore stuck the absolute longest and it was the easiest to do. It freaks a lot of people out because sometimes we do eat bowls of just ground beef and chicken and that's all that's in our bowl. But like, I don't know, that doesn't, that's not that hard for me to do. Like I can just eat because like it looks kind of weird. You're eating stuff that you wouldn't normally eat throughout the day we would make like a bowl of chicken and then add an egg. No one would ever do that, but it like, it makes me feel good at the yeah. end of the day. I know it's good for me. So like, why not? Why no, not? it's very, yeah. it's so interesting. We'll have to keep talking about yeah. that, but that's yeah. not what this episode but overall, is about. <laughs> that's okay. No, yeah. Sorry. I'm glad you guys are still here, but actually I've heard a few people I know dabbling in it. So I definitely think it is something worth trying. But with that, Chris and I learned very quickly. The reason we call it modified is if we were going to stick with it, we had to, have reward systems. We had to have some things that changed it. So it was adding in a few vegetables. Another, sorry, another thing it's used for is it is like an elimination diet. So if you're having problems going on something super harsh and strict and then slowly adding stuff back in can help you figure out what's making you go wrong. But anyway, we were like, we still want pizza on a Friday night. We still, you know, I'm an ice cream person. I still want that now and again, but just coming up with more reasonable goals of when we can have that, set it up. Because if we restrict to nothing, I will quit in like a day. sorry so anyway right right, exactly so no to anyone like hearing this and being like i can't make a diet change january to december it we we allow ourselves to have several things that aren't within carnivore that's why we call it like modified and that's why i don't talk to a lot of people about it because then it does become a lot like well that's not in your diet and i'm like no or else i wouldn't keep the diet but like 90% 90% of our week, that's what we're following. Oh, yeah. And then with like reward centers. Like people, um, oh, yeah. 
like people shaming you for eating stuff. Well, that's, that's something that people just need to move away from. Like let people do what they want to do. Um, I thought you were saying like to come, Never mind. I thought it was different, but yeah, yeah, I think, and I, I love hearing when people are experimenting with a carnivore diet because for so long we were told by fake news that mm-hmm. meat was so bad for us. And so you see these people, like you said, coming out going, I'm on the carnivore diet for like a couple months or a few weeks and I feel so much better. My muscles better, this and that. It's like, because they added so much more meat, like the American yeah. diet that we're told to have does not give us enough meat. It definitely doesn't enough give protein. us enough red meat. It's the same way when people become vegetarians and like, so this is something, again, I studied this for so many years. People who become vegetarians, the same kind of pattern will happen the first couple weeks. This is different though. I, by the way, my beliefs on these two things are very different, but they, in the first two weeks, the first month, the first few months will be like, I felt so good at it. My skin is better than it's ever been in my life. Like da, da, da. Yeah. Because you added veg- more vegetables than you've ever eaten in the yes. last 10 years of your life. Not yes, because totally. you, the meat was killing you, but because mm-hmm. you just added more of what your body needed. And so there's so many of these things where it's like, we, we try this and we find out what our body really needed by how it reacts to such an extreme change. Yeah. And so I, it's just so cool hearing that you guys have had such a positive experience with it. That just yeah. tells me you guys were not having nearly enough meat, which is like you can have, you know, eat however you want, but now you know you need yeah. way more meat than you were eating. Like, well, way no more what, meat. It did like – and it did cut out a lot of processed stuff yeah. for sure. And again, I love chips. i like definitely <gasps> still going to eat chips. But yeah. we stopped – oh, one thing that was crazy was like, you know, um, we also cut out – snacking in between meals during that Mm. time um wow and I'm not saying you have to do this I'm saying Chris and I are huge snackers and like I said I just I love food and that's where all the hidden problems with my weight and my energy lie all my three meals in the day can be what they're supposed to be but what's in between and all of that stuff and again we're just like yeah I don't want to make anybody feel bad if you don't do this that's fine Chris and I just decided to get super strict on our diet and it works better for us or else we'll just like yeah yeah. When I say we just snack, it's like we'll split an entire cake between the two of us. Like, Literally. you know, yes. it's yeah. If you do that now and again, live your life, we will definitely be doing that again, but not every few days, you <laughs> yeah, know. Exactly. So, anyway, we noticed, yeah. you know, we cut out like we didn't buy chips for weeks. And wow. then one day we went on a little mini road trip, to just we needed some food, grab some chips. And I realized that was the first time I tried to substitute chips for like a meal. And I was mm. still starving because meat like satiates wow. you more. Yes, and, it does. And generally, it's a good rule of thumb to do at least half a gram, I would argue one full gram of protein per body, uh, per pound of your body weight. So I'm around 160 pounds. I need about 160 Mm -hmm. grams of protein a day. And I would argue most of that protein should come from meat or egg. And Mm -hmm. when I say that, I mean um, not like protein powder or protein supplements. We do still use protein powder. I do one shake a day, but like not four to substitute that is not the same thing yeah exactly yeah like i still have one after the gym just because like that works well but i would argue most of your protein should come first through meat and then eggs and then cheese um and carnivore is just an easier way to do that because you have no choice but to just like eat right eat meat and uh i will say i i had the best muscle growth and like if you're someone who tracks what weight you can pick up if you want to be able to pick up more weight fast carnivore because <laughs> yeah. it just goes straight to your muscles like yeah anyway yeah exactly man anyway so i'm excited to get back on it because like i said we've taken a bit of a break from it in the last couple months and again because it is such a restrictive diet i do not blame us or anybody else for taking a bit of a break but i'm yeah. excited to see more time because you're right it is new so i'm excited to see how it affects us over like more and more time. and i like that you said you have flexibility with it because at least for me from like an outsider standpoint totally. and of course me having my opinions about diets and certain foods and food groups and all that stuff like i'm glad to see the flexibility of like if you do end up wanting to add something or take away something you know like if you decide you don't want to do as much dairy or you want to add in different kinds of vegetables like i'm glad to see the flexibility in that oh, and kind of totally. like what we're talking about this episode where it's like you have to be specific and specifics are also knowing like there might be certain things I have to change to figure out that perfect fit. Well, yeah. And it's attainability. Like I said, so many people go into the new year with, oh, diet and exercise and say, say to them, diet means salad and water, which don't even Mm -hmm. get me started. That's not a healthy diet of salad and water. But you know, I think a lot of girls put themselves through that of like, I'm just going to eat salads with nothing on them. Then you're going to be starving in like two days. And then instead of just eating more of a better food, you're going to go back to your comfort foods, your fast food, yeah, a bunch of bread, a bunch of, you know, whatever. 
like yeah. bread in and of itself is not bad, but too much of it, right? And that was my cycle for years in high school, college for years. It was restrict, binge, restrict, binge, restrict, binge. Yeah. Whereas creating something sustainable. Now, I will say carnivore is strict, but then allowing the little bits throughout the day is going to let us right. carry this diet that's good for us for way more time than going super restrictive and then just giving right back in. Because right. I've done that cycle over and over and it's it's no fun. So yeah, for you, not you, Beth, but like the world, if your health is something you want to get into, what are the changes you can make? What are you already eating for your meals? Oh, you already eat like eggs and oatmeal? For breakfast, oh, you already eat like steak, salad, a little bit of potatoes for your dinner. You already eat stuff that's good for you. Okay, well, maybe what are the easier choices you can make? Can you cut out a little bit of chips in the day? Can you drink some more water? Can you cut out yeah. on soda? Just like some small changes. And like I said, Chris and I didn't come to this conclusion till March that that was the right yeah. move for our health. So it might be trying different things. What can you keep doing? Because if you try something – oh, and I will say also if you're going to be making big – diet or health changes as a resolution, the first two weeks is going to be awful. Um, yeah. Like I'm not a big sweets person, but the three weeks we were on carnivore, I wanted cake so bad. So, like I wanted yeah. cake because we like cut out, we were zero sugar while we were on that yeah. for a while um, other than fruit. So like get through that first week and then see how you feel because no matter what, you're going to be craving stuff the Absolutely. first like, week or two. You're craving. So, like get past that and then decide what you can right. do. But, like yeah. sugars literally, sugar, caffeine, all those things are, are drugs to your brain. And uh, when you go off them, you have withdrawal and that's why you crave them more. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway. But anyway, so sorry, I still have two more resolutions. So I'll say those super quickly. But okay. thank you guys. If you've hung around for that, I will keep you updated on our modified carnivore Absolutely. journey. Number two, Beth, you actually might like this one, but I think Chris and I are going to try to find a church. Oh, fun. Oh my gosh. And I was actually inspired by our chat that we had a few weeks ago on the episode, <gasps> Is It Difficult to Find a Church Right Now? Um, Beth yeah. and my husband, Chris, and I talked about just the church scene right now, how yeah. it's changed. Definitely go listen to that one if you haven't. I That's one of my favorite episodes we've done, actually. Mm -hmm. And part Same. of what we talked about is how Chris and I have been going. That was actually also one of our goals for last year was to figure out a church. And we spent January, February, March church shopping. Mm -hmm. And we settled on actually doing like a Bible study with friends. And we've maintained that almost every single week this year, right. which has been awesome. And we were actually talking a couple days ago uh, – about how Chris, I think we want to add a church to that because oh, one of the things we talked about was Chris and I were of this mindset that the Bible, the Bible study substitutes church, and it did for that time. We were getting right. super frustrated with church shopping, yeah, and the yeah. Bible study satisfied that need to once a week open our Bibles, whatever. Absolutely. And then after some time, we talked. Yeah, we talked with Beth about how you should always be open to adding like there is church on Sunday and then try to add a I Bible like study and try to add a small group and try to add these things. So basically, yeah, I think we're going to try to find a church and just add that to our Yay. Bible study. That's so awesome. That's, I love that. And I think and actually, like, yeah, life is just oh, adding more good. No, I just love that. That's so inspiring. Yeah. Like, yeah, life is just adding more good things. Like each year resolutions, I like what you were saying, how a lot of your resolutions, sorry to, not to go off on this. Mm -hmm. A lot of your resolutions are like you adding or building on what you did last year. Like that's so great in life when we have reached things that we like and we enjoy and we know are good and now we can just add on them in our life. That's yeah, so great. yeah, just more of that or I want to do it yes. better this time. Yes, totally, I love that. totally. Yeah, and I also I think I think we're going to try some churches we've already gone to for a bit mm. that we maybe stopped going to and quite honestly like maybe made some excuses for. We were talking about it. We were like, I think there's some that like weren't it wasn't that big of a deal. You know, we just like didn't yeah. feel like going to church at the time. So just kind of right, digging right. deep and, and trying that. And then my last one oh. is to be outside more. Ooh, uh, that's it. always a goal for me. I love being outside. <laughs> and last year, or again, we started it. We like we had a goal to go camping, I think like once every month in the summer. Ooh, and we ended I up going that. like once in the spring. Um, and that was good. And of course, life yeah. got busy and stuff. So I think every year I'm just going to try a bit more to implement like walks, to implement little hikes and just like enjoy our time outside because it it actually helps me and business so much more to do that. So that's always the goal. And this year that just is again to be outside more. So Yay, yeah, <laughs> I love that. Those are so good. I absolutely love every single one of yours. And I think you guys can probably tell by listening um, that we both kind of give the perspective of like, I'm more of the one resolution. Ayla's more of the two or three resolution. And that's just to show mm -hmm. you, whoever you are, you know, 
there's so many ways to do this and but we still subscribe to the idea of like one to three resolutions Mm -hmm. is like attainable and one thing we forgot to mention Ayla is um having like an accountability buddy or something like that when we talk about ways to yeah Yeah. to kind of stick to your goals even if your accountability buddy is like you writing it down or having some kind of app to track your account your accountability with something or if you have like a friend or family member that you talk to or your spouse but yeah something for accountability is usually really nice for your goals as well yeah absolutely um yeah definitely tell others hopefully you're somebody that other people are telling their goals to if that makes sense like yeah be a friend be a listener like we're all just here trying to get through this life together we want to hear your goals for the new year you can tell us we will happily be your accountability buddies if you've got (laughs) oh yeah If you've got nobody, you've got us. So we definitely (laughs) want to hear about your goals. And I mean, yeah, you guys can keep us accountable too. I'd be there for it. You can message us on Art of Intention podcast and say, Beth, did you go to the gym today? And Beth will be like, no, I didn't. But now I'll go. (laughs) No, I'm just Now I am. Love it. Yeah, just just randomly pop into our DMs and guilt trap us. We love it. That's what we want to. That's what we want to see. No, just kidding. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. To hear more business advice, follow along our Instagram at Our Intention Podcast. Be sure to tune in each week for a new episode on Tuesdays. As always, you are welcome and required, actually, to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, whether that's Spotify, we are also on Apple Podcasts, or directly through our link on Instagram that connects you to Zencaster. Leave us your five-star rating and review wherever you listen. If you, like I said, want to share your resolutions with us, or if you just have an idea for a new episode or think you would make a great guest on our podcast, feel free to message us on Instagram or email us at artofintentionpodcast at gmail.com. Woohoo. And don't forget, like we said, you can catch us every Tuesday now. So we'll see you next week with a new episode. Bye. Bye.